Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by Andy Gramuga. Number one, the listeners of Can I Kick It? Stan Cullen Edgley. Great. We'll have more on that. that. Yeah, we'll have more on that towards the end of the show. But uh, just to say up top, uh, Emilio is taking a hopefully brief hiatus from the podcast just because of some technical issues uh we hope to have him back soon and if there's any uh uh, breaking news he has to weigh in on he can send us a voice memo yeah sure we'll tell him that (laughs) yeah Maybe we just throw um, to him a bunch and uh, force him to record himself. I don't think. And we what do you do think, that. Emilio? No. Like, divorce from context. Uh, <laughs> see if we can fix something. Again. I think that I could is probably a mean take old episodes and cut them into it. This is zombie. Uh, That's so much yeah. work for you to do. Colin, I mean, but it would easy be my yeah, guess. Yeah, if you want to do that, <laughs> if you want to use the uh, Luke Skywalker audio technology to get Emilio's voice on the pod. <laughs> Topical. All right. Uh, but I don't think you're going to do that, so I'm not going to do the part of the thing sure, that sure, you would sure. have to do. All right. But uh, we've kind of got uh, a bit of a almost a, a grab bag well, of things to talk what? about. Almost. Yeah. It's almost. not. We, we of it's course, not. over a year ago, put away the grab bag forever. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's frankly, I'm shocked you said it on the show again. <laughs> I thought it was dead and gone. <laughs> I mean, I didn't necessarily think it would get that big of a reaction to. Uh, I understand what you're saying. We do have some tidbits. <laughs> yes. The I mean, point I is, didn't. We say released tidbits. an episode that was titled "The Last Grab Bag of Tidbits." I believe you so destroyed the bag yeah, on again, air. That's not what this is. This is not what this is. But it's a little bit like it's a little that. Bit. Is all I'm saying. What's smaller right? than a grab bag? <laughs> a little uh, give pack. Uh, a, a pick sack. No. <laughs> I'm going to bleep you. <laughs> um, but let's move on. Let's move on. You always read the worst things. That let's things keep trucking. But yes, All we right. have a, f- a few things to talk about. There's a little bit of news. We've got some predictions. Right. We're sort of in a little yeah, low period, that... right? Rotterdam's happening. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the headline, the headliner perhaps is the return of two early can predictions. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that is uh, what the meat of the episode is. Triumphant so, return. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I did a good job this time. And you know what? Is even though it's interesting even earlier. Of, an interesting bit of thematic is the last time you did two early candidate predictions, I wasn't on the episode. Wow. And this is where we, uh, I believe it had to have been, it may have been pre-pandemic. 
Because I think you called. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you're predicting games. Yeah, like, there was no festival uh, that year. <laughs> yeah, but you. It was um... either pre-pandemic or very early pandemic where we were like, "Well, this will be over by May." Sure. Yeah, there was a lot of like Nomad Land Eternals. Maybe both will be there, dog. <laughs> if I remember <laughs> listening correctly. Um, I don't think that was it. Well, all right. Anyway, it's you, uh, his, you know, you might be surprised, Andy. I might be. I but don't first. listen to our back catalog in the way you do. But first. Um, <laughs> yes, but first, but first. Folks, it's Oscar season. The uh, The Oscar nominations came out this week. Uh, I'm a big Oscar fan. I love the cycle, the drama, the, the snubs, the flubs, all of it. Some of my favorite stuff. Uh, and I just wanted to mention, like, hey, look at all these nominees that played film festivals. I think that's very cool. Um, First of a, our most important nominee, friend of the show, yeah, former guest. That's absolutely right. We have to offer our sincere and deep congratulations to past guest, friend of the show, future guest? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, on his victory lap, <laughs> he's got to come back to get like, yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll bring one of us as his plus one to the nominee luncheon. Um, <laughs> that's the saddest <laughs> that is the saddest expectation not even the ceremony <laughs> the nominees luncheon <laughs> well I mean we're not big time yet like um, Ryusuke Hamaguchi director of Drive My Car which uh, yes. uh, was not the movie we spoke with him about we spoke with him of that's course right. about Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy which played the Berlin Film Festival last year mm-hmm. But also his, an excellent movie. Yes, of course. Uh, his um, his can premiere, Drive My Car, uh, got four nominations, and mm-hmm. uh, picture, director, uh, screenplay, and Adapted. international film. Yep, which is a wonderful showing and a great movie, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, um, I mean, this is just like. I said before we recorded, I had truly no thoughts on the Oscars, with the exception of just like, yeah, it is good that hopefully more people will see this movie. Uh, that is, yes, the that's, one I mean, yeah, it's definitely the had been for. the hardest of the of all these movies to see of the of the of the anything nominated for Best Picture. Certainly, it's been the hardest yeah, that's one probably to see. True, uh, and hopefully because it's you know it's being released by Janice, who is a lean operation uh they've they've done i think they've done a great job job. like obviously everyone has not been able to see it but i think if you live in a metropolitan area you probably have had several at least one if not several chances to see yeah i know like many different like locally it definitely like it played here they did like the the dryden theater in rochester where i live which is attached to the george eastman house uh they did like a, th- a series of three Hamaguchi films and they showed um, Asako 1 and 2, uh, Wheel of Fortune Fantasy, and Drive My Car. So it only played one night, but it did play mm-hmm. here, which I think is very cool. Um, yeah, like they've been kind of flexible about like, yeah, in like places where maybe it can't sustain a whole week, they've at least given it a yeah. night or a couple And now of it's going to play in all those freaking uh, Best Picture nominee marathons yep. that you can go to at like the AMC or the Regal or the Cinemark uh, sandwiched in between like Belfast and Don't Look Up. It'll, you'll, it'll be, <laughs> I think that'll be, mm-hmm. that, that's very cool. Um, uh, yeah. Nomination leader was Power of the Dog, of course, which uh, uh, placed very well in our um, 
No, did we didn't did we not give it anything in the? No, we talked about it a lot. It's a great movie. I came very close to winning the yeah. Yeah, great movie. We did a very long episode on it with our friend Jack Reed. That movie, of course, premiered at Venice, then did the whole circuit. It played Telluride, yeah. it played Tiff, it played San Sebastian, it played Zurich, it played New York, it played <laughs> Mill Valley, Montreal, all these places. Uh, yeah, Mill Valley! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, one best, it was best director for Campion at Venice, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and was the centerpiece in New York. Mm -hmm. Big run. uh, Great movie. Everyone loves it. Mm -hmm. Again, glad that was nominated. Yep. The the next biggest uh, nominator was uh, Dune, which, of course, premiered at Venice (laughs) and then had, like, a little mini festival Played also New York, yeah. Yeah, also played New York. Played TIFF. Played uh, Deauville. Played Bogota. Okay. Uh, also at Mill Valley, <laughs> Chicago, Sydney. Do not need to say all, all these. We are taking so much time on this. All right, I'm, I'm, I'll move along faster. Um, <laughs> Next we uh, get Belfast, which play Diff and this <laughs> and Telluride and Vancouver and London. Um, Scad uh, West Side Story, of course, played nowhere. King Richard, Telluride. Um, yeah, and then like there's also a pretty good showing for Sundance this year because um, they Coda obviously made the Best Picture lineup uh, as well as Best Supporting Actor and Best Original Screenplay I think, um, uh, and that premiered at Sundance. Uh, Flea did got the triple nom in the three uh, specialty categories mm-hmm. it was eligible for. That was a Sundance movie. Um, uh, of course, the the premiere we all saw, the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, which mm-hmm. premiered at New York Film Festival. That got uh, three nominations, uh, including Denzel and uh, Cinematography. Um, yeah, and like, you know, Tick, Tick, Boom played AFI. That got two nominations. Parallel Mothers played Venice. That got a couple of nominations. Eyes of Tammy Faye. That premiered at TIFF. Got a couple, got a couple of nominations there. Worst Person in the World. That was another can one. Um, yeah, just like a lot of these movies uh play in festivals and i like i think it's like an interesting mix of festivals as well like it's not all fall festival premieres there is a, a few sundance things in there which is not always the case that sundance titles are able to hold on all the way through the year uh so yeah just 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 wanted to point out like you know there's a lot of th- these 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 things have implications beyond just the pure festival world and i always like to remember that Sure. That's all I got. Sorry for taking up so much time naming festivals. I apologize sincerely to my co-hosts. No, okay. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready forgiven. to move on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm ready to move on to talk about South by Southwest if you guys are. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A festival that perhaps has received a lot of derision on this podcast in the past. But that, like, looking at the lineup this year does not look very different from the Sundance lineup. It's true. No, it's got a pretty good lineup, it seems. I mean, it's very, it's top-heavy in a way that the Sundance lineup isn't. Because they are in person mostly, though I think if you buy their way-too-expensive pass, you can see some of the movies online. But because it is primarily in person, uh... They have these headliners that are, you know, big deals. Yeah. Um, starting 
just in alphabetical order with Apollo Ten and a Half, the new Richard Linklater movie. Uh, yes, we talked about it another a bit uh, in our preview episode. Yeah, I, I you know I'm excited for it. Sure, uh, it seems cool. It's another, another rotoscope. Rotoscope, yeah. yeah. Which I, I was looking just to briefly say I don't think we're going to talk much about Berlin because there's not anything new on it, even though it will have started by the time you're listening to this. But uh, parts of uh, like Coma, the Bertrand Bonello, there were a couple clips that got posted, and that looks to have it's not entirely rotoscoped, but it looks like it is partially rotoscoped and maybe has like especially like some kind of waking life vibes which is interesting uh but yeah this is about uh the apollo 11 moon landing jack black is in it glenn powell uh yeah 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 jack black and uh and link later a good combination bernie i think yeah one of Jack Black's mm-hmm. finer performances, School I think. School of Rock, obviously. Um, School of Rock, you know, we talked about that. Triumphant Masterpiece. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, agreed that it's exciting to see them working together again. Yeah. And yeah, Jack Black's been in a weird place lately. He's stuck in Jumanji land. He's doing just kids <laughs> right, movies. Yeah. Right. Kids movies yeah. and like uh, fucking the D Train, <laughs> even though that's like, eight years a ago. While ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. D-Train um, is part of the previous era sure, of Jack sure. Black. Uh, I think Jack Black would definitely uh, like to put, like you to have the D-Train in your rear view. <laughs> yeah, we'll only talk about the Polka King, Jack. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Netflix really likes to recommend that movie to me. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> Knowing you as a guy, I buy that 100%. <laughs> I was going to say that this South by Southwest lineup is like the Andy reading Oscar nominees of film festivals. <laughs> um, I don't know how that is insulting to me, but I'm certain that it is. Maybe it's not. Um, <laughs> but South by Southwest also in, ter- uh, in line with uh, how Jesse said it was a bit similar to Sundance. Sundance, of course, biting our style, having White Claw <laughs> sponsor them, and now South by Southwest is biting our style and, and having Atlanta premiere <laughs> as part of their yeah. festival. Even though they are not located in Atlanta, unlike the fake film festival <laughs> that, we, that we programmed. Yeah. That definitely is actually ha- going to happen someday. Um... I think it's only one episode as well. It's only the premiere that they're showing. Only yeah. one. Wow. Um, but it's the first episode of the new season, which is like long awaited. It's been so yeah. long since yes. season two ended. They're yeah. in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to be fun times, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So long since I watched two thirds of the second season know, of Atlanta and was like, ah, this is fine. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. Which mm-hmm. is a That's horror movie. That's an A twenty four, I think. Yeah, with Maria Bakalova, Rachel Sinat, yeah, Pete big Davidson, buzzy cast, Lee Pace, Amanda Stenberg. I think Connor O'Malley's in it too. Yes, He's not yes. listed on the yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that uh, Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson co-wrote uh, it. That's, that's very fun. cool. Yeah, yeah. Who are they for con- for listener context? <laughs> uh, comedians who are very funny. They did. Uh, very long-running sketch show, uh, mostly at the UCB Theater, called Identical Fucking Twins. Yeah. Cool. 
They, uh, um, you can see their work on Chris Gethard show, I think. Sure. <laughs> Car- uh, Crowdsource yeah. character Vampire contest. Vampire Abraham Lincoln Hunter. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> um, what is Aaron Jackson's character? I know it's insane. It's like the one that's like Jesus Christ motherfucker is the crazy name or something right. like that. Right, tuna fish, Jesus Christ tuna fish motherfucker, I think. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, great. Very, very funny. Yeah, very funny, guys. I think uh, we yeah. are okay. Uh, they also have uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is the movie yes, by the Daniels. Was, yeah, that was announced last month, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's, the opening. that's coming out that's opening pretty right, shortly yes. after. Um, there's The Lost, or that's got uh, Michelle Yeoh. Um, I don't know right. if we talked but, about it all. It's like a, a a new movie from the Daniels. Like it looks. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I like Swiss Army Man. I don't know if I'd like it if I saw it now. Yeah, uh, but, really yeah. Like this could. Be I like Swiss Army Man a lot. Uh, um, yeah, well, because Daniel know. Radcliffe is your best friend. <laughs> That's true, and it's almost a musical. That movie. Um, sure, and that is the stuff that is good about that movie is the music. Yeah, um, yeah, or maybe just that one. Yeah, song. great soundtrack. Um, yeah. But then they also have the Lost City, which is the Channing Tatum, right? And uh, yep. Brad Pitt, Our best friend, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> yes, Sandra Bullock, of course, Patty Harris. Yeah, I mean, saw the trailer again today when I went to see Jackass Forever. Looks pretty fun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think it could not. be good. Channing's back. We're all excited. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. What if they'd gotten Dog? All I guess do- is Dog coming out. Dog is like out now. I think. Out soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, Maybe they also, so close. They also have the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is the Pedro Pascal Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> Nicolas Cage plays himself, and it looks real bad. Yeah, yeah, I had heard the people saying it looks bad before I had seen the trailer, and I saw the trailer, and I thought it looked fine. But, I mean, I haven't um, seen the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it I just, it just, there's just no way that thing is good. We don't need that. We need that today. Do you think? We need Nicolas Cage playing himself. It's we don't need that. We don't need a lot of things. But we, but they're we still really don't okay need that. To have. We really don't need that. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Anything in narrative feature competition jumping out to anybody? Um, I mean, it's a lot of like I don't know who this director is, but some of these actors are kind of interesting. That's yeah. basically all of them. I don't know. I mean, like. Uh, Jim Gaffigan is a uh, oh right, low Jim rent Gaffigan, Bill uh, Nye. Raya, Raya that Butcher, sounds kind of uh, fun. No, uh, sorry, Raya Seahorn. Uh, Seahorn excuse it. me, um, Raya Seahorn from uh, Better Call Saul, who's great. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cosbang movie. Noswalt, half Noswalt thing. Is the Cosbang like, movie playing? That's crazy. Something. Yeah. Oh no! Okay, yeah. He's not the lead of it. He's just in it. Sure. Um, uh, there's a Rose Byrne thing. Oh, it's Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale, of course. The couple. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the cast of acclaimed production of Medea reuniting. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just love it when there's a stage production that has a bad reputation, don't you? Um. <laughs> What? I don't know. I, feel I like... like it when there's a stage production yeah. that has a good reputation. Sure. You also, I just feel like I just am like just connecting it to Cyrano right now, and Bobby I'm like, we, we... Medea, and it sucked. Yeah, yeah the Medea. It's funny. also not like Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark. No one's always talking about the Medea production. Yeah, but it did. But it did notoriously suck. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's one of the some... last uh, yeah theater sucks that before the pandemic. <laughs> right. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, as was Syria. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, documentary competition. There's the Casey Neistat um, movie. Right. Or is that even in competition? No, that's not even no, in competition. No, that's not in competition. Uh, yeah, I don't know what any of these are. Yeah. Probably a couple of them are kind of fun. Um, sure. Jurassic Park. The Hollywood, narrative Hollywood. spotlight uh, is where it, it, is the, the established directors are more likely to pop up in mm-hmm. the narrative spotlight than in the narrative competition. This year, it's really just uh there's another Jeff Bannon movie which is like only notable in that the Jeff Bannon movie is playing South by Southwest instead of Sundance. Yeah. Well that might have happened before, I forget. Um, but I mean like I feel like the Jeff Bannon bloom might be off the rose. Like he did Horse oh, Girl. Yeah. I yeah. mean not that the bloom was ever especially I mean, on he the has rose, some heat. Like I I feel like people like Joshy and people talked about the little Joshy movies. is Okay, I feel sure. like Little Hours is the one that's like kind of fine. Um, but well, yeah, this is I another mean, one where Allison Brie like wrote the screenplay with him. Yeah, so I guess they're just doing uh, the Horse Girl thing again. So you know, yeah. I was thinking about Horse Girl the other day. For you, uh, I watched like yeah. five minutes of Horse Girl and was like, uh, "This is I mean not watchable." I remember it like looks awful, but did it's you also watch it? like did you watch? No, 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 no. Okay. I just was thinking about it. <laughs> sure. Um, but I was like, this looks terrible. And also, it's, like, completely <laughs> stolen, right? Like, they they stole the movie from someone, and they were like, I have, like, evidence. Like, this is, like, my short is film. They, I yeah. this. That's funny. Yeah. Um, is this another... I'm looking up now if this is another Netflix one. Um, it is not it looks like does not look like it has a distributor uh, attached um and then yeah again it's just like there's a movie with Winona Ryder and Dilmer Mulroney um yeah yeah a lot of stuff like you were saying that like feels like Sundance movies weirdly yes Um, yeah including the band um and yes. Then in documentary spotlight, here's where we have the kids a lot of high documentary stuff here. Yeah. yeah, sure. There's Mickey a new Mouse. Uh, Julie Cohen, Betsy West. Uh, yeah, Gabby there's Giffords. a movie about Nolan Ryan, which is fun for Sundance. He's didn't play his whole career in Texas, but new, new Ron Howard Texas doc. Guy. Wow, I missed uh, that. Jose Andres. How exciting. Um, yeah, Jose Andres, local favorite. Uh, there's the Jillian Jacob movie about first robotics, which uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I went to the intro meeting for the first robotics club, and they were mm-hmm. like, so uh, during the three months leading up to the competition, we meet every day for three hours after school, and longer for the last few weeks uh and somehow like half of my friends did it uh i certainly did not uh sure i mean but yeah so look forward to some activity crazy sometimes. kids in uh that one this yeah. is where that casey uh, casey and i said yeah um, which i guess christine vashin produced that's kind of funny yeah um, uh which is like it is very funny of like 
knowing the sort of Casey Neistat drama that it's like a documentary about his plight is what it seems to be. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So this movie, uh, Your Friend Memphis, about a young man with cerebral palsy uh, directed by David Zucker. And it is that David Zucker. <laughs> wow. Z-A-Z. Um, yeah, he's back. <laughs> Just he's not one the conservative one, right? No idea. Okay. Uh, he the first movie he has directed uh, since. Hold on. Uh, he didn't make not actually that long. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's a Tony. Uh, but before that, it had been since two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's a bunch of midnight movies. We got the new Ty West. Um, right. That's titled X. Yeah, which looks fun. Um, Wasn't there a Michael Monroe movie in the midnight section at Sundance, too? Maybe. This is the, You're talking about the one that's got, yeah, Watcher, which has Carl Glusman and Byrne Gorman also. Yeah. Uh, that Mike might just Monroe... be the same movie because it's listed as a Texas premiere. Um yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the festival favorite section, which is a lot of stuff from Sundance mm-hmm. uh, and some other festivals. Marcel the Shell with shoes on, yeah. popping back. God, uh, remember that? That was Telluride, right? And then went away. Yeah. A twenty four bought it. Yeah, sure. I think it's gonna be a Showtime dump. Uh, if Probably. I had a guess. I but, mean, that um, makes sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like I even when I was like. <laughs> Oh my God! There's a new Marcel the Shell juice on on YouTube. Like when they were making them, I was like, these don't really hold up for the runtime at like five minutes right. or whatever. They couldn't sustain the YouTube short length. So yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. And then yeah, they got like TikTok boom. Yeah. Fire um, There's a music section. Um, that's got uh. A movie about the ex frontman of Chumbawamba. Okay. I guess there's a King Crimson documentary that might be fun. Um, oh, the uh, the Andrew Dominic, uh, Nick Cave, and Warren Ellis thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's more like biggish stuff in the, the episodic section. Mm-hmm. Right. They have a surprisingly uh, big like episodic. Yeah. I guess that he makes made sense. Made a for TV by. show out of swimming with sharks. Yeah, um, the new Halo's gonna premiere at South by. I'm sure that'll yeah. be a fun scene. Really great vibes in that room. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Newman, um, the Paul yeah, Newman show, the Ethan Hawke did. Um, we crashed, which of course uh, features writing from friend of the show Eva Anderson. Yeah, yes. Uh, Man who fell to Earth show. <laughs> right, that show seems very interesting i mean unfortunately it's an alex kurtzman show so it'll probably right but uh it's got a fun cast and like recently they announced that um bill nye was going to be playing the david bowie role from the movie yeah and then there's a magic johnson duck wait he is why is he not on the cast list i think this was recently announced it was like a recent surprise announcement yeah Um, um sure yeah I think that's probably enough. We don't need to talk about shorts. Yeah. They got a lot of stuff. Um, right. Yeah. Obviously, that's the thing about it's like it's too much stuff in every department at Sundance. 
because it, or at South by South by because it's because uh, yeah. it's every kind of yeah. I mean, it's just like once, you keep scrolling so down. Money, there's right? a yeah. bunch of VR. Yeah, uh, they do that. They sort of blend their tech side with their, um, with their, you know, film and music. Like it all blends together. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So excited to hear about the you know some of these movies. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like, like, Eric Allen Hatch, who we've talked to before, I think has said that, like, when he was running, uh, programming at the Maryland Film Festival, like, he usually would go and find, like, a few interesting things uh, that no one really knew about. I don't know if that would still be the case if you went now, Um, like... I don't know. I, I don't know what like the. I guess the last couple of years have just been weird, and then like yeah. the year before. I think the year before that's probably like the shit house year. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's probably not the festival that you want to go to if you're like I want to go to a film festival, but like it's not worthless historically. Certainly not. Um, anyway. And speaking of not worthless, uh, yeah. the return of Such two early can predictions. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's even earlier than last time. I feel it's like so last early. time I did that. I feel like last time I did this, there were like starting to be articles that were like, "What might play can?" And this right. time, it's truly just me being like, "These are the movies that I think have shot." Right. That I think will play. Or can. this person's due to um, have a movie ready by by camp. No, yeah. I mean I it it is like I like specifically okay. was like if so you're I you're not just someone, thrown out any names I like, to where you're like, yeah, they I have like a movie confirmed done by that these people have a movie that is either done or seems to be close to done. Like, okay. for example, the Dardens I feel like are on some like most anticipated movies of the year list, but like I could not find any evidence that their movie had actually shot or even like had a cast so i'm like mm, sure. that seems like maybe sure, sure, next sure. year though who knows maybe it'll start popping up on those lists uh and yeah there's a few others like uh maybe like it's not clear to me that godard has actually shot anything even though he's been working on a few things for a while um but yeah so i have I guess I'll just stick with this list that I have right now, which is 19 movies. Um, probably will end up being slightly larger than that. I think last year was closer to 25, but they acknowledged there that like a big year. there wasn't a festival last year. It's going to be a little overstuffed. Um, so I'd imagine they go back to like in the like 19 to 21 range this year. Uh, but yeah. I have picked mo- the movies that I think will be there, and I'm going alphabetical order. By director. Uh, by director, yep. Uh, starting with uh, a new film from Ali Abbasi, the director of Border. Border, yeah. Uh, which is kind of like an arp- ar- ar- archetypal, uh, had a movie that was a big hit in a certain regard, uh, makes sense uh that his you know they might throw him in competition this time uh the movie i think is called the holy spider uh the wild bunch is doing sales on it and it seems like it has been made the 
the premise is sounds like awful but like i don't know <laughs> uh, it's like it's just like a guy goes to some city in iran on some crazy religious mission i think and kills a bunch of women um but you know oh wow maybe he's got a good take on that um <laughs> never saw border yeah i didn't see Border's border cool. either seemed gnarly yeah people like border yes maybe even a little too uh, scary you think so it's not i don't recall it being that scary it's like a little quirked up fairy tale isn't it yeah i mean people look weird and i guess they like they're violent. I remember the poster was like grassy. Sure. Yeah. It's very yeah. It's That's very interesting. In My memory is that the poster was watery. Well, there's this poster. Mmm. <laughs> That's not the one I was grassy. thinking of. And then there's this poster. Oh That's watery. <laughs> uh, great time for All our right. audience here while I hold up pictures to our Zoom that you will never see. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean you can Google what the border posters look like. Yeah, they're like the first two posters on IMDb. Um Great. Alright. Yeah. Moving on. Uh I am I actually went back and forth on this, but sure. ultimately am predicting the return one year later of Wes Anderson. Wow. Uh, with his new movie, Asteroid, Asteroid City. City. Right? Yeah. Um, yes. Which is just like, I mean, there were just like, several reasons that I was like, maybe not. Because, like, first of all, I feel so like, well. when, yeah, that's part of it. Like, Crunch Dispatch wasn't received very well. And it's kind of easy to see why Searchlight just being like, why bother? Unless they like are going to put it out in the summer, which they could. Like that. Right. His that had been in spring. That's what Budapest did. Uh, I mean, and that played I think Berlin. It's what he always Budapest did. and Dogs played Berlin, but the last movie that had played Can before that was Moonrise Kingdom, which I think came which out in was a May or yeah, June. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so they could do that again if they're planning it as like a fall thing. Uh, it maybe is easier to see them being like, eh, why bother with this big can thing if it's not gonna go that well? Unless he wants to do can, which I mean, sure, I don't could. know, maybe. And also, like, this isn't a movie that has French in the title, unlike French Dispatch. That's true. And then also, I was like kind of trying to cut down on some of the big names in in my predictions just because I feel like I am generally a little heavy on them but then I kind of got to a point where I was like actually I feel okay about this like I think when I get to the end of this list there's only like six English language movies sure which is about where it usually is yeah um uh but yeah yeah I mean that like we talked about like he's like just chugging along like he's like two projects yep. ahead or whatever like already <laughs> right, to work yeah. on the next one um yeah so it would make sense that he if yeah. he wants to get this one out in short order like go uh-huh. for it. yeah um and that's the other thing is that this is for the time being the last uh wes anderson fox searchlight movie so who knows what's going on with that relationship right the next one's netflix right the, the yep. sugar is mm-hmm. netflix yeah because they own yes. all the all stuff um yeah so that won't be able to play in competition so um, nope 
so yeah, I guess that's another thing is it's just potentially his last opportunity. Right. You and know, of course, at least like for the yeah. next couple. And you know, like Tom Hanks is in it. Like you know, it's got the normal Anderson sure. cast of heavy yeah. hitters who I'm sure they would love to have. Yeah, I mean, like uh, yeah, there's maybe another Tom Hanks that might be at the festival. Sure. Uh, will they? Yeah. Will Will Tom Hanks be the Bill Murray in the in the photos of people from Wes Anderson cast of last year? Remember the the four mm-hmm. photos of the photos yep, of uh, we yeah. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. ourselves yeah. yeah right yeah with Chalamet Swinton Murray and Anderson that's what it was uh-huh. mm-hmm. anyway moving on sorry no that's fine um next is uh, Robin Campillo who uh, had a movie uh, this is the first of the French films I am predicting um there's usually like four or five I think there have to be at least four. Um, and yeah, he was in competition in 2017 with BPM, uh, which I feel like was considered kind of a front runner for the Palme d'Or mm-hmm. uh, and ended up losing to the previous movie by a director who we will talk about a little later. Uh, this movie is called Ecole de la Air, which I think, yeah, I believe it means flight school. Um, and it's about like a kid growing up uh in uh madagascar under french colonial rule um and yeah none of us have seen bpm right no i know emilio, no. I think emilio likes it yeah emilio likes it i'm sure it's very good i've heard nothing yeah, but good probably about it. yeah it was yeah it was something that was like always on like kind of the periphery of oh i should right. really check this out um, right it like was I think that was like the international feature that people got mad about missing that year for, at the Oscars. Sure. Like it was like one of those. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe something that would have been ended up getting a larger release if it had been Oscar nominated because it was Magnolia, uh, sure. I think. And yeah, I just didn't uh, play that many theaters. I yeah. don't remember. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Um, next, another uh, director returning to competition, uh, a mainstay. Uh, Nori Bilga Jalon has a new film uh, called On Barren Weeds, uh, which his co screenwriter has said is their longest screenplay yet. Wow. <laughs> Uh, it's about like uh that's crazy I, yeah it, it is um what's the current longest it, it, like, i believe wild bear tree no or is wild bear tree longer? i think is the longest they've okay. been, they've all just been getting like slightly longer and that's like um, a little over three wild bear tree is like 309 or something yeah, three, and, three hours um, eight minutes is wild bear tree there's eight minutes one off uh but yeah it's about and also like i've seen like people referring to as like oh this is also his most ambitious movie uh which is interesting it's about um a teacher who's doing like uh government mandated service like teaching and like kind of off in the middle of nowhere who is Mm -hmm. wanting to start teaching in istanbul um sounds cool which is a relatable story i think sure um yeah i'm excited i'm into it uh even though i've not seen i feel like the palm door winner is the one that people like least of his recent movies winter sleep um yeah uh 
David Cronenberg, Crimes of the Future. We've talked about it a lot. Again, like I wouldn't say is necessarily a full lock for competition, but like I feel like there have been rumors that Neon will maybe put it out over the summer. And his, his last few movies have... And, like, Neon also seems to have a good relationship mm-hmm. with Can. They had... Uh, Titan. Titan, yeah. Oh, they bought uh, No, they financed Titan, I believe. Um, Did they? Yeah, they had that from the beginning and certainly going into the festival. Yeah. They, like... Yeah, they, like... It was, like, Raw happened, and then it was, like, Neon's doing your next movie. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and so, yeah, um, seems fairly likely, I'd say. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, we've talked about it a lot. Very exciting. Uh, the next French movie, uh, I'm pretty, you know, it's always hard to predict the French movies. There's a lot of options and... I think even they like genu- generally don't decide on most of them until like the day before. Um, so yeah, uh, this is it's called Brother and Sister uh, and stars Marion Cotillard, who was in. Uh, I guess the la- he, he, this is his, her second movie with him, and her last. Uh, Ismail's Ghost was, wasn't in competition but did open the festival um, and then Melville Poupeau is the other lead of this and they are playing a pair of siblings who uh, uh, like haven't talked in a very long time who are forced to come back together when their mother dies uh, which sounds interesting um, another big name director who we talked about a little bit on the year preview. Uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, who has not been brought a movie to Canada a little bit, but was a movie. the jury president. Well, he hasn't made a movie in a little bit, but also Birdman was at Venice, and I think Beautiful was at Cannes, and I guess that's the one before. Um, and yeah, he also was the jury president several years ago, so seems like that relationship is strong uh so easy to imagine this premiering there um but also like if they're going to position it as a big awards thing which they may or may not then maybe it would wait for venice um yeah uh, another another mainstay returning though he maybe he's been in and out a little bit uh, Hirokazu Koreeda, who is continuing his tour of uh, making movies with uh, huge actors from uh, other countries. This is a Korean film that he has directed uh, called Baby Box Broker, or I've also seen it referred to just as Broker, mm-hmm. uh, with Song King Ho and Bae Duna. Um, that it sounds like sounds like very literally the concept is about the is about baby boxes uh which i can't tell if this is a real thing that exists or a thing he has made up uh but they are just boxes where you can anonymously leave a baby that you don't want oh 
Uh, sure, that, like that's idea, what the movie's right. about. The idea of like leaving a baby at a firehouse, a safe haven sort of idea. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Like it, and uh, like it sounds like it is about uh, people meeting because of that, and not about like the effects of a baby being left in one of these boxes. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, um, that's interesting. Where did Truth premiere? Venice. Venice. Okay. Because I know it, I yeah. remembered it played TIFF, but uh. Yes. Yeah, that was a Venice premiere, and the one before that's, that yeah. is Shoplifters, which of course won the Palme right. d'Or. Yes. It is interesting. Hear... Yeah. I think that the reason Truth wasn't at Cannes, even though it's in French, is that it just wasn't done. It's my memory. Sure. Um though also wasn't well received so entirely possible that it was rejected yeah no one talks about that movie certainly anymore yeah no you're kidding (laughs) um yeah another director would be a first timer in competition uh pietro marcello uh who not necessarily an obvious pick because his last movie uh martin eden was kind of his big international breakout but like did very well in at venice and he is a italian filmmaker but this is a french film uh starring louis garel uh would not count towards that quota of the french movies it has to be it's french directors not french movies that it has to be four of them uh so they usually do end up being more than four movies that are in In french French, in the competition uh sure yeah uh, is it yeah. both or is it just the direct just has to be the director is french I like did think, a net count i think it well that's tough because last year there were like six sure. um but yeah i think i think a french director i feel like it maybe has to have some french money in it i don't know sure um but yeah this is exciting uh several of us quite liked his last movie martina Eden. Yeah, I mean, um, an incredible movie. Talk about one that people don't talk about enough. I think that movie's, like, high-key incredible. Um, Yeah, really good. Um, nice. Another director who would be in kind of the uh, uh, uncertain regard breakout to competition mold, uh, maybe not quite as buzzy as Border was, but... Uh, Monia Medour, uh, who directed a movie called Papicha that was in Uncertain Regard in 2019. Um, and that starred uh, Lena Kodri, who is uh, in uh, French Dispatch as the other younger lead in the Chalamet uh, segment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and this new movie, uh, she is also in... Uh, yeah, I don't really know much about it. Uh, it is called Horia. Um, yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Next, uh, another. Uh, ha- I don't. I'm not certain that this director has ever been in competition, but he's another one who has been a jury president recently and that's george right. miller who is of course uh the jury president the year after mad max fury road premiered out of competition right 
Um, we gave him the the palm for uh, Mad Max in our that's right. first Ken Blockbusters episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, no, this is 2016. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, the year, yeah. No, 2016. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Uh, 2015 was Mad Max. What was 2016? Yeah, it is I, Daniel Blake, of course. But of yeah, course. not generally not a well-received presidency, because that is a very strong lineup and not a strong slip. Very funny. <laughs> you know, you often hear about, like, the the jury direct, uh, president, like, as director picking the movie that, like, you know, famously Spielberg picked Blue is the warmest color, like, I can't sure. make this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, George Miller's like, let me pick I, Daniel Blake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's also, like, the year where uh, Xavier Dolan is the... Uh, it throws uh, a tantrum. The... No, 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 the one where he wins the Grand Prix. Oh, oh, oh. And then filibusters, uh, right? And then... Is... Oh, and then no. uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen that's where the Mads Mikkelsen reaction gift comes from. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, right. No, the this Xavier movie... Dolan. The Xavier Dolan tantrum is, of course, the year before that. Um, <laughs> He's always making a scene. We love him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this new movie, which I don't think we really talk about. We is this the no? It's, it's, it's the three thousand. Yeah, years it's Tilda right? Swinton it, and it Idris Elba. Three or five. I don't remember uh, how many years. Three. Of I think it's three thousand years of longing. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a genie. Crazy! Yes. Look, this movie's gonna be I'm, insane. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I mean, him, him returning back to the supernatural, like which of Eastwick is my favorite Miller. Uh, I, Same. I, it could be very cool. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, and that's another one that's just like, yeah, it feels like maybe in the cards. I think I maybe even like predicted it last time we did this because it's been Probably. unclear in what state of doneness this movie right. is for a long time. It's supposed and to come kinda, out this year. Someone has yeah, it. Yeah, right? I mean, it's we're, like dated. I think someone has had it forever. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like some weird distributor. I think. Sure. Um, it's like, I can't remember who. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it's at the point where it's just like, I mean, it must, it has to come out this year. Um, right. Because I mean, yeah, and he's it feels like. like Feels like right. just because it's presumably in that state of like being done at this point, like it makes sense that him and Can would want to do that. Um, you know, it, up to you know. I mean, maybe it just there. like sucks, and we'll play Venice. Who knows? Or just be out of competition somewhere. Um, but would be a fun thing in competition, I think, if it is yeah. there. Um another just like his movies all are at can um who this is the one i had this is the one i had to do the most digging on to confirm it had shot which is the new christian moonjiu film which all i know about it is that it's called rmn but he has been posting on instagram uh and like a month or two ago, he was like, we're done shooting and we're already editing. So seems like the timeline probably works out. Sure. Um, and yeah, he's just like, uh, his last movie was Graduation, which George Miller gave the uh, best director to, the George Miller Jerry, uh, tied with Olivier Assayas, um, has won a Palme d'Or. 
speaking of having one of Palme d'Or, uh, Ruben Ostland, this is another, like, we've been unclear on mm-hmm. when it's going to be ready uh, for a while. But this is one that, like, uh, this is the one that, like, already has, like, the most... They, I would say the three that, like, already have can buzz are this, the Corrida, and one we will talk about in a moment. Uh, but, yeah, this is a his follow-up to Palme d'Or winning the square. Uh, yes. Harris Dickinson's in it. Woody right. Harrelson yeah. is playing a uh, yeah. uh, Pirates, Marxist right? yeah. a Marxist ship captain. Uh, and yeah, Harris Dickinson and the other lead who I don't remember playing models. I think the other lead just is a model. Uh, sure. And they get uh, I feel like what I was initially hearing it was about was that it was about them getting marooned on an island. Yeah, sure. It's some sort of seafaring thing. I remember, yeah, our uh, on our episode with the our last episode with Fran Hoffner, where she was the jury president for our. She talked about like there's like some podcast where he just said yeah. what the whole movie is. Yeah, uh, it's like sure. I think whatever okay. film at Lincoln Center podcast he's like talking oh, about. He's sure. like, this is my new That's movie. Funny. Here's what happens in it, and it's like <laughs> everything. If, if you want to yeah. know what the, what this movie, uh, what is Seek it out called? Ruben Ostlin's, uh, oh, it's the Triangle or Triangle, triangle of yeah. Sadness. Uh, the, really. Yeah, what a title. Yeah, what a title. Yeah, if you want to know what that movie is. Check out his uh, film at Lincoln Center podcast appearance. Um, but yeah, this has been in the works for a while, it feels like. And he's finally back. And some people will be excited. Um, and then, yeah, the other movie I was just saying is the other one that like actually has canvas is the new Park Chan-wook film, uh, which I think which, also... Yeah. I, is also another one that like I was like maybe last year and I feel <laughs> I, like I was famously even... made our most anticipated last year I believe that's right yeah. I I feel like I was hearing even up to like a day before the lineup dropped last year like maybe he's gonna get it done in time hmm. uh for can and then it didn't happen and then it was kind of just like uh yeah he's just gonna wait till next year um sure. so yeah it's kind of just since then seemed like uh, Doesn't yeah. he? He has like a TV series coming soon too, right? He's like he is working on a TV show. I don't know if it's coming soon because there was a casting call recently, okay. and it was like it's shooting from this June until next March. Um, wow! But yeah, it's like a TV uh, show it's, shooting schedule. It's a it's an adaptation of the Sympathizer, which was the right. novel, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Uh, and I think Don McKellar is like wrote it and is co-show running it with him. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this movie is called Decision to Leave. Uh, Tong Wei is in it. Very exciting. His last feature film was The Handmaiden, which is quite excellent. Uh, yeah. Went Very home empty-handed from the aforementioned George Miller jury. We're really um, bad about that... George this episode. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it, to be fair, that movie actually was not very well received at Cannes by critics either. 
That's uh, crazy. All right. Yep. Uh, cool. Yeah, great movie. Um, yeah, we're getting close to the end. Another director who'd be a first timer at can, and I feel like a big one. Uh, and also, but and for that reason, also someone who I kind of had on and off the list. But it does just feel like the time is right for Kelly Riker to finally have a movie in Cannes competition. Uh, Wendy and Lucy was in Uncertain Regard, and then just like with like some of the movies since then, it's like Certain Women, was it Sundance, and they maybe just wanted to get that out there. First Cow, uh, I think probably wasn't ready, and then there was that weird stuff with A24 in Venice. Uh, but, but it shot, like, last, like, early summer, I think. No reason it shouldn't be done. Um, yeah. This is her. She's reteaming with Michelle Williams, right? Yes. Michelle Williams is back. Um, Hong Chow is in it. Uh, John Majaro is also back. Uh, right. There's, like, a lot of people in it. Uh, Andre Benjamin's in it. Showing Sounds Up cool. is the name of the movie. It's a comedy set at an art school. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Larry Fessenden is even back. Judd Hirsch. Yeah, it's going to be great. She got Hirsch? Yep. Wow. Um, and yeah, it just feels like, especially with, and you will notice that there have not been a lot of women on this list. That is something that can says they are trying to work on. Um and yeah, seems like having one of the most respected uh, women who directs movies at the festival would be a good way to go about that. Though obviously also like bringing in new voices is a worthwhile thing to do. Uh, but anyway, uh, another director who like is interesting to put on this list because he's kind of in that, he's kind of like even more in that Wes Anderson situation of like, it didn't really work last time is uh, Ira Sachs. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, that was just like, I do wonder how Frankie would have been received in a different context. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, I feel like if it had premiered at a fest at another festival where it stood out a little more, maybe one of us would have seen it. That's true. Uh, I don't know if I know anyone who has seen this film. It's frankly <laughs> insane that I've not seen yeah. Frankie. Yeah, it's, it um, is. It, it's probably good, right? Like I, I basically I love know. every other Iris no X movie. No one likes it. And it's got an incredible um, cast, and I have just never seen it. Yeah. Maybe maybe we do a Frankie episode. We should probably The Frankie-tacular. <laughs> I don't think I don't, we can wait that we long. I think we have to do it. To no, 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 no. I also <laughs> think we should do it before this new one comes out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, 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 we we'll throw that on the schedule for some time soon. Maybe we'll do Sax Month. Sure. <laughs> that way we can only do one movie I mean, per episode. I, have <laughs> I have pitched what this year's month will be. I don't think anyone likes it. We, okay. we can't it's do, a do big this right pivot. Now. Yeah. yeah, we can't. Um, but yeah, I don't recall what movie. that was, certainly. Yeah, we'll but it's the Rogowski Ben Wishaw. We yeah. talked about it in our preview. It, it's, yeah. I mean, look. Uh, Adele Exarpolos also in it. Uh, yeah, be great. It's like kind of a three-hander. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, and yeah, just feels like, uh, you know, like they bring people back who no one liked their last movie all the time. 
Um, and speaking of a director who, I guess people liked Petrov's flu. You kind of just don't hear about it. I don't think it has gotten U.S. distribution. Uh, but that was in competition last year, directed by Kirill Serebrennikov. And he seems to have a new film done called Tchaikovsky's Wife. And he, at this point, seems like he's maybe just in the zone where, like, Can's just going to keep trying and seeing if one of them hits. I mean, I feel like his first movie that was in Cannes competition, uh, Leto, was pretty well-liked and then just also never got U.S. distribution. Um, even though it sounded, like, fairly accessible, it was like a movie about like uh music and like the 70s and 80s i think that like was set in russia but like the soundtrack had a lot of like english and british songs uh was always like a thing that i kind of wanted to see and then there just was never really an opportunity and then i'm like curious about petrov's flute too the word on that is that it's just like super super aggro and it's like i think maybe a lockdown movie um but yeah i mean yeah the title tchaikovsky's wife is very intriguing to me certainly it is literally about tchaikovsky's wife i think it's like a period piece about a woman who marries tchaikovsky sure um um yeah i mean if you're gonna hear a lot of tchaikovsky music in it that's great sure and also you know that's an interesting character, obviously, because he was, you know, famously probably gay. Um, yes, that's true. So, uh, yeah. And if you are an, yeah, if you're an eagle-eyed uh, listener, you may have noticed that I've only gotten to uh, two of the French films. Uh, I've only got two more. So they're both French. And not only that, but uh, I have only said the names of two women. And these are both French women. Um, and also Virginie Afira is in the lead, I think, of both of these movies. Uh, Alice Winnicor's uh, Revoir Paris and Rebecca Zlatowski, who, of course, is uh, most known for uh, not that's I shouldn't say that Re Rebecca Zlatowski, who fun piece of trivia uh, her father, if you watch the Cannes press conference, he is the one translating it into English. Oh. Um, like but yeah. always? Every year? or uh, The last few years, anyway. Wow. Very cool. Um, but yeah. So yeah, these movies, uh, they both would be represent Virginia Fira coming back to the festival after making kind of a big hit with Benedetta. Yeah. Uh, both of the, you know, uh, neither neither Winnicor or Zlatowski have been in competition before, though they've definitely been names that people have talked about for those French slots. Um, Winnicor wrote Mustang, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and her her last movie was Proxima, which was an English language movie with uh, Eva Green and Matt Dillon, or like that was like the space, space movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She like a movie called uh, Disorder with uh, Matthias Schweinartz, uh, which always confuses me because for some reason I believe the French title for that movie is Maryland. 
Okay. Um, the state in which I live. Very exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, this new movie is uh, called Revoir Paris and is about, I think, like a journalist. Uh, oh, and uh, Gregoire Collant is also in it. Frequent uh, Claire Denis collaborator. And then mm-hmm. the Zlatowski movie. Uh, uh, the French title is L'Enfant d'Altre, which I do, did not remember to translate that. Um, Andy? But yeah, uh, she uh, her last movie was like a, a romantic comedy, I think. She did Grand Central, right, with Girl. Lisa Du? Is that her? Maybe. I mean, she did a movie with... Uh, a, uh, yeah, that's her, Leah Sedu and Tahar Rahim. She had a movie that I she, think was in Venice competition called Planetarium. It was Natalie Portman, Portman and Lily yeah. Rose Depp. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> but like the most recent one, An Easy Girl, which was in Director's Fortnite, I feel like that was pretty well liked. I didn't know that Robin Campillo co-wrote uh, Planetarium. Wow. Um, but yeah. Like, I feel like that was when that people were like, this is better than a lot of the French movies in the competition. Uh, and that then got, like, thrown up on Netflix and no one really saw it in the United States. Um, yeah. I think Richard Brody loved it. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the end of the list. Yeah. Uh, I do have some... I'll go very quickly through some other names. So I uh, some other French options. There is a new <laughs> Mia Hansen love movie, mm-hmm. uh, and that's another one where it's just like they finally put her in competition and it didn't really work. Um, and just because there's more competition for those French titles, she's the one who I have maybe being a cut. Um, there's the Denis, but she's never in competition. There's like Dumont and Honore, like Deflechan, are very in and out. Um, Serge Bozon, who has not been a Cannes competition person, like he's had movies that like Locarno, uh, but his new one is uh, that's also a Fira uh, and someone else. It's a the male lead is famous too. Uh, I feel like that's maybe a little more buzzy. Um, it's called Don Juan. Uh, the male lead is the just mentioned Tahar Rahim. Um, yeah. Uh, some other name. like bigger names are like uh, I gotta go through these really quickly. Um, Lisandro Alonso. I just don't. It sounds like the movie is very ambitious. This is the thing with yeah. Vigo Mortensen. So I just have no idea if it'll be done. Darren Aronofsky would be another potential big name. Uh, he has a better relationship with Venice, but A24 does not have a good relationship with Venice. But yeah. like that could also just do Tiff. Uh, also, that movie sounds like doo-doo by all accounts. Um, Ari Aster would be like an interesting swing. Uh, last time they made an interesting swing with an A24 movie, fell flat on its face. Um, Which was under the silver lake 
uh, sure. great movie though i'm sure yeah, 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 much yeah. better than disappointment boulevard will be unknown quantity um, though <laughs> would be funny if they put both of the cronenberg neon movies because in competition because brandon cronenberg also has a movie uh but like yeah, you know throw that in director's Fortnite or whatever oh we didn't talk about the director's Fortnite news we'll do that next week um and yeah me and andy still have to go through our prediction lists <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, I had like 50. <laughs> Lucas Dot would be another person in that uh, getting a bump up from Uncertain <laughs> Regard. He had that movie Girl, which um, was somewhat controversial. I didn't see it, but it sounded like for good right. reasons. Um another some more like big names that like maybe but just there's only going to be so many big names and i pick the ones that seem most likely so like jonathan glazer has this mm -hmm. new movie but I, he's never had a movie in can competition it's just a matter of like this seems like a very anticipated movie it would be a very kind of can thing to be like we're gonna bring him into the fold yeah uh conversely james gray had a long-standing kind of relationship with can but seemed very unhappy with the reception of the last few movies that he premiered there yeah. uh and i think like basically said like i don't want to do can anymore but like so did bodyard so who knows um there's the guadagnino he's never been at can but probably venice makes more sense only reason to put that at can would be like if they want it Put it out soon um i keep hearing that there's another ryusuke hamaguchi movie i don't yeah, know that... if i believe it i can't i haven't be really nuts. been able to substantiate this claim uh but yeah um i mean yeah he what a, god if he had all that oscar stuff is the berlin yeah, on the berlin jury and then had another movie premiere at can all in the same year <laughs> what mean, a year that would be yeah friend of the show um joanna hogg has that movie that she shot with tilda swinton like in 2020 uh sure. i think it's called the eternal daughter but it does it i mean i don't know like this i think the souvenir movies like are j both of them are like just coming out in france now so i don't know how she is sort of received Which, in the france. second one would come out here yeah <laughs> sure what a um, but like she'd be a fun person to throw in competition uh boslerman's been in competition before uh but i That'd i think i have heard that this one will be out of competition it can um right. More malik else. the last thing i heard was it's gonna be another year but it's too early to say um alicia rohrbacher i think also just like uh the timeline's too short i think that's maybe like filming now or just filmed or is just about to film albert sarah uh is probably just too weird uh but he has a new movie uh helena whitman is also probably too weird but like she's gotten into that zone of i'm just gonna keep saying her until she pops up um which doesn't Usually, once you get into that zone, it's just like they're in a sidebar at Locarno, but who knows? 
Um, and then it would be interesting if uh, they like another like it would be interesting if Can was like we want to stake our claim on this guy uh, would be Florian Zeller. Uh, he is yeah. a French guy. Uh, oh sure. But the uh, son. Yeah, the son. The son. It's up to the father. Maybe Not like equal. But shared cinematic universe. <laughs> Maybe that'd be cool. It's certainly gonna live in the shadow it, of the father. They're both based on plays that, that exist. Yeah, the play. The yes. plays are out there. We could sure. find this out. Isn't there a third one too? Yeah, the mother. I mean, you just made that up, right? You don't know that for sure. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Hugh Jackman. And yeah. Excited. And then just like. I don't Agreed. know. Like, it's fun to think about Jordan Peele being in competition at Cannes. I don't think it will happen. Um, and like, Lanth and like similarly, like Lanthimos has had movies at Cannes, but that just feels like it's probably going to be a Venice thing. You Jack Timeline? What? Yeah, that's crazy. I thought it was Hugh Grant this whole time. <laughs> in, the, in the sun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah maybe this yeah. movie is good <laughs> yeah I guess that's gonna be the last uh, Hugh Jackman movie for a little while cause he's uh, taking some time off from movies to do the great white way um Professor yeah Harold I don't know do I have any other name I see the only other name I have as Alex Garland, who's another just like that doesn't really feel right. I feel like I feel... if there's an A twenty four movie, it's not gonna be that one. No. He That'd be very like, silly, I think. If men name. was in competition at Cam. I mean, I like... don't know. I don't like him. I didn't bother seeing that trailer. I haven't um, watched the trailer yet. I don't know how I I like him okay i mean i guess i liked devs is the thing but i don't like right. anything yeah, else he's written devs. or directed no um yeah so yeah maybe stick with tv guy a great medium one of our greatest mm -hmm. sure um, um well yeah i think it, with that being said i think it's time for us to start wrapping up the show i think so and uh, bef just before we do that, we want to uh, mention briefly, uh, we put out like a little bit more of a message of like, we would really appreciate some donations right now than usual uh, this past week. And uh, many of you really showed up for that. And it was like yeah. really touching. Like yeah, I kept getting absolutely. all these emails that people uh, were donating to our coffee and uh, we want to say thank you, first of all. It's really, really uh, very much appreciated. And it really is very touching to see uh, that kind of support come from people who like the show and like us. And yeah. Uh, and also, uh, we... Um, uh, we... Um, the... Uh, we, we figured out, finally. We've been teasing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. That if anyone does a recurring donation... We'll figure out something nice to do for you. Uh, and uh, yeah. finally, someone has called our bluff. Two someones have at least have called our bluff and have begun recurring donations. Not going to mention them by name because we did not check with them whether they were cool with that or not. But thank you. Yeah, so that's not that. The, that is not the perk that we will mention no. you. Thank you by name. Uh, no. Someone did ask for that. So we'll do yes. that in a moment. That's coming later in this episode. Uh, and then also probably later in a because she wants Emilio to say. Anyway. Um, uh, 
for our recurring donors, what we're decide what we're figuring, we're still figuring out all the details, but the our main idea is that we are going to on a regular basis do a recurring donor choice episode in which we will at least to start out with we're going to put all the recurring donors into like a hat and pick one out and that person will get to pick a movie that played a festival the only stipulation that they have to pick is that uh, for their pick is it has to have played a festival at Let's some point played a festival i feel like we maybe want to like put a time limit on it it's got to be like a movie that is less than three hours long i think sure uh, yeah right okay i mean yeah <laughs> uh no one wants we I mean, we ha- we reserve the right to veto sure we'll we'll any reasonable <laughs> yeah. request will be honored um yes. but so we'll, that person will get to pick a movie and we will do some episode where we talk about that movie it might yeah. be just about that movie we might build an episode around that movie where we talk about something else we might fit it into one of our more recurring type things that we do i don't know we'll figure it out but essentially mm-hmm. We will turn it over and that person will name a movie and barring it being like impossible to see or something that is like unreasonable for us to sit through. You know, um, I'm going to place a challenge on that. I don't think you can't. I shouldn't say that. I think it would be hard to find a movie that I cannot find a way for us to see. Sure. Um, but yeah, if, if yeah, we'll Unless watch it's that. like famously lost. Sure. Um, we'll watch that movie. We'll talk about it on an episode. We'll do, we'll, we'll, and you know, we'll check in with you whether you want to men- mention my name or not by then. So we'll shout you out and then we'll figure out how it goes, how often it happens and how it's going to be going forward in terms of like, yeah, are you in the back in the pool again? Or like, do we give up? Yeah, this shot? is like, like we're, we're still figuring out, out as a details. trial balloon. Yeah. We'll probably do one in the next couple of months. Yeah, uh, if it falls flat and, on its face, we'll yeah. figure something else out. But um, this is our idea yeah. for now. We want to thank the current recurring donors. We really appreciate that. That's just such a real vote of confidence in us to keep producing good content. We really mm-hmm. appreciate it. And we want to encourage more people. If you want to join, if you want to get in on this pool, we haven't pulled a name yet. If you join in the next couple of weeks, well, you'll probably still be in the first like group of names that we pulled from uh, as a recurring donor. Um, so again, thank you to everyone who's done that in the last yeah. week or so really the generosity has been kind of overwhelming uh and uh if you want to if you want to get on that recurring game that's what that's what direction we're moving in for the for that for the thank you for that anyone else have anything to say on that front i don't think so no yeah Um, i mean oh and that's where we we and and, and to specifically fulfill a request from someone who get made a generous donation uh we know sig yep all of us do we know her uh, Amelia will state that in the future as well, because I know that was a specific demand. I think you have to verbally confirm as well, Colin. I do. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we fulfilled that request. Yes. Um, yeah. And with that. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Can I Kick It? Or on Letterboxd at CIKIPod. Or you can email us at canikickitpod at gmail.com, all lowercase. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you don't even have to donate, and we will answer any questions you have within reason. Sure. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you can follow me on any of those platforms at JCP Glick Weber. Weber has two B's. Um, and I would like to plug, uh, I think maybe genuinely my favorite new album since I have started listening to new music is uh, this album by Black Country New Road. It is called Ants From Up There. Uh, and I truly just cannot stop listening to it. Uh, it's so good. It's like uh, kind of... So they, they, their first album uh, was last year, and it's just kind of like a, a post-rock thing-ish, uh, similar to like Black Midi. And then what seems to have happened is they just re got really into Arcade Fire, and we're like, we're going to fall somewhere in the middle. So it's like this new album, Ants From Up There, is like simultaneously post-rock and chamber pop. Uh, and it's just like incredible. Uh, it's so, so good. I truly am just like letting it loop several times a day. I love it so much. Um, check it out. Great. Andy? Yeah. Uh, my name's Andy. You can find me online at Andy T Germ, A N D Y T G E R M. Take your pick of which social media platform you want to try to find me on. Um, Kellen's rolling his eyes. Uh, we, we can't just say it. Uh, all right. Um, my, so much time in the plug. I'm sorry. Uh, my, the aforementioned coffee, uh, donation, uh, place is coffee, ko-fi.com slash can I, C-A-N-N-E-S-I. Not going to mention anything more about that other than say go there. Uh, and a personal plug this week, um, I recently refound because uh, Groundhog Day was recently, and I recently refound. So I was at <laughs> the very saw the shadow. <laughs> the, so the Groundhog Day musical on Broadway. The very first preview, uh, they gave away all tickets to everyone. It was, it was free for everyone who like won tickets to it, and I won tickets to it, and I went to it, and they. Uh, it was their, like, they had done the show a few times, but it was their first time for an audience, obviously, his first preview. And they, the, sh the show had, like, a massive church, like, set that had, like, four turntables on it. And, like, 15 minutes into it, the turntables broke, uh, at the first preview. And then they, they couldn't get them fixed. Uh, so they, essentially, they, like, were like, well... After 45 minutes of trying to fix it, they were like, well, we're just going to sing through the rest of the show. We're going to bring out a bunch of chairs and we'll sing through the rest of the show, uh, which is what they did. I was there for that. It was one of the most memorable nights of theater of my life. And they also like did the right thing and like gave us all tickets to come back a second time for a preview, which was very nice of them. Uh, I recently found like a bootleg of that on YouTube and like rewatched it and re-experienced it and had like a really nice emotional response to it. So um, if you want to find that, uh, ask me and I can uh, send you a link. Um, it's on, it's just on YouTube, so you can probably search it, but, uh, it's a really cool, uh, like things go wrong and they, and they muddle through and there's really great energy to it. And the audience is so with them. Uh, and it's very special, I think. And that's all I got. Cullen. Yeah. Uh, follow the podcast on Instagram. We're posting up a storm lately. C-I-K-I pod. You can follow me on Twitter and letterbox at Clatchley. As the day we're recording this, I dropped a new Twitter bio. Oh. Uh, big, big day for me. Um, Check that out. And I like to plug, of course, Mozart in the Jungle, which I started <laughs> watching. <laughs> and it's not very good, but it is incredibly watchable. 
Good show. Gail's got a braid. Listen. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, tree Related did the theme song. Yes. SoundCloud.com slash Tree Related or search Tree Related on Spotify. Yep. Uh, and with that, I will go ahead and release our audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.